shall we please open our Bible to First Thessalonians? I will need us, if you have phone, whatever, just open it and I need us to read it together. First Thessalonians chapter 5. I shall be reading, or we shall be reading only one verse, and that verse will be verse 18. Verse 18. I want us to all, all of us to find a way to read along. If by chance you have no Bible, the ushers have many Bibles. Please. And the technical, if they have it, they can project 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. I believe we are all aware about this verse. I want us to read in unison. One, two, go. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Concerning who? You can put me there. This is the will of God concerning today, Makinde. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, here I am in your presence. Sanctify my tongue. Sanctify everything inside of me in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, as we even continue in your scripture, everything that you want us to know, everything that you want us to take with us, everything that you want us to be aware of, Baba, open our hearts in Jesus' name. Let us receive and accept it in Jesus' name. Let us even bless our souls and spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. May it bless our homes individually in Jesus' name. Here I am, Father, sanctify me, O Lord. Do that only you can do through me. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. I'm here this morning. Pastor is on an assignment with our sister church in, uh, is it city of Alistair or town of Alistair? Village of Alistair. The people who live in Alistair would not like that word, village. City of Alistair. Brethren, this morning I'm uh, opportunity to be in your midst, and my title this morning is, as you can see, what choruses we have sung and the verse we have read, I said, be thankful always. Be what? Be thankful always. Be thankful always. And I know this thankfulness or thanksgiving is not new to you, it's not new to me. Even the people on the streets, they say thank you. They expect thank you when they do something for you. They expect you to bend down and low and you have not said thank you. Actually, it's a practice in my home. If I give my children since they were growing up and I give them something, I expect what? Thank you. I will pull them back. What will you say? Okay, thank you. So you and I have been used to this word of thanks. Thank you. Thanksgiving. But I'm taking it further. I want us to move out of that cliche, out of that normal sayings of thanksgiving, out of that normal, okay, oh, thank you, and we keep on going. People even now say thank you without even knowing it. They just blah, blah it. There is no contest to it. It does not come from the bottom of their heart. So I want us to see something that, why are we saying thank you? Why are we saying thank you? 
What are we giving thanks for? Brethren, there are categories that why are we saying thank you and what are you giving thanks to? In our prayer session, I said thank him for the job, for all this and stuff like that. You can mention that. And the last thing I want us to be aware of is who are we giving thanks unto? Is it your parent or your daddy, mommy? Or your daughter that just you know, says something to you and you appreciate your daughter or your son. What are we giving thanks to? Who are we offering the thanks to? Why are we giving the thanks? But we have become so much desensitized to the word thanksgiving or thank. When you come to church and pastor says thanksgiving, thanks, people say, oh, pastor has come again. They want some what? Money. They want money. I think thanksgiving is beyond money. Thanksgiving is beyond money. And we know what we just read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Say, in everything, do what? Give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God. So if someone does not give thanks, he's not doing what? The will of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. After all, who are we giving thanks to? Is this loving father? Anyone that loves you, you are bound to say, oh, thank you for loving me. My wife is right. I say, my wife, thank you for loving me. Thank you for accepting my shortcomings. Maybe wife should tell the husband too at the same time. Uh, uh, my husband, thank you for loving me. So if you have not done that, find a way to do something like that. Our loving father can give us everything we want. Even in Matthew 7, 7, he said, Ask, it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Someone that promises you, if you have not even received it, it's a, it is a good thing to even offer thanksgiving ahead of time. Praise the living Jesus. I say, praise the Lord. So it is good to give thanks. Why do we give thanks? First Chronicles 16.34. If you have it, you can project it. First Chronicles 16, verse 34. Say, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For what? He is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Those are the songs sometimes that we do sing. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good. So, someone that is good, you expect something, then you have to offer thanksgiving unto him. So, in general, you can say, why am I giving thanks? Because of what he has done? Good. Because of what he has done. Wondrous things. He brought you this far. He didn't let the devil I mean, smile on you. And also, giving thanks for what he has not allowed to happen. What he did not do. He did not kill you. Is God not capable of killing? He made a life and he can make otherwise. He can put somebody to have to express sickness. But thank him for great expectations that you are yet to receive. He has not let the enemy overpower you. That's something to thank for. You know the wishes of the enemy on you or on me, it is not good. It is not good. But he has not let that happen. That's one of the reasons why you should thank him. However, brethren, I don't want to dwell so much on why we give thanks. Because I know you know. If at all you have big money, say, oh, my brother, thank God, oh, thank God, oh. 
We say thank God, thank God, thank God. We don't really mean it. We don't really mean what we are saying. Then I think about it and I say, okay, when we give thanks, you say give thanks always. And I say, okay, those people that are not giving thanks, what make them not to give thanks? That is the, the, the focal point of what I want us to know. You can find yourself in those examples I'm going to give. Why are some people not giving thanks? Why are some people not being thankful? Why are some people just, ah, forget about it. It is me. I did it. May God have mercy on those ones in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, may God have mercy in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So what makes people not to give thanks? Number one, ungrateful elements. They are what? Ungrateful, ungrateful elements. Ungrateful individuals. If you are grateful, you are about to replicate or respond to what you have gotten. And by saying thank you to God. I say right here, human beings are very, 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 very intricate. The way we think is completely odd. And we are using our intricacies to trivialize all what we know about God. All what God has done for us. For us. Because we are ungrateful, we don't really care, we insert ourselves that, oh, God, yeah, I can't see it. I only believe my CEO, he signs my check. Some of my colleagues have said that I have to bow down to CEO because of what? He employed me. He signed my check. He provided job for me. That is how daft, ungrateful human beings are. They didn't know that that man that signs the check may be dead in an instant. So some people that refuse to give thanks always have been ungrateful. Even when they say thanksgiving, they just say it on, the, on their tongues. Because you know, if you want to worship God, you don't have to physically feel him, touch him like your CEO or your accountant, but you have to worship God in the spirit. Because God is a spirit. That is what John 4, 24 tells us. See, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You and I have taken so many things for granted. We, we just say, yes, we are the one that, that did it. Possibly you want to thank God. You know, the reason why you don't want to thank him anyway is because... Anyway, I want a job of $200,000, and God gave me $20,000 worth of job. What am I going to do with that? That's an example of an ungrateful individual. He has a job of $20,000, but his goal is to get what? $200,000 worth of job, like 1%. So he now rationalized that, okay, God, yeah, thank you anyway. Nonchalantly, trivialize it, you know. No, God, you got to do something better. I understand that. Have you thanked him enough for the job of $20,000? No, because your aim is $200,000. Have you found yourself in that realm? Have I found myself in that realm? Yes, I have. It may not be jobs. It may be something, okay, I need this to be done by so-so months. I should be three houses, two shops. Uh, three cars, Lexus, Lamborghini, you know, lofty ideas. 
And by the time you give yourself, you only have little bitty Honda Civic. And you look at yourself, you check your stuff. I, I told God to do this, this. He didn't do it. Then you feel not compelled to thank him. That's an ungrateful individual. At least you still have Honda Civic. It may have four doors. There are still four tires. You can go from point A to point B. If you have not given him enough time because you don't like what you, what you have and it's not satisfiable to you, that individual is an ungrateful individual. At least there is a profession there. There is a car that can take you from point A to point B. All you need to do is just go to the shelter and see someone that has no shoes. Or they have shoes in the snow and the old shoes are all split up. Maybe that will change your mindset of giving thanks always. You can say, I'm waiting for a big one. Big one is yet to come. We find ourselves in certain area in this. So brethren, let us be aware. Let us remember that. Another reason why I think people don't always give thanks, don't crucify me for this, is forgetfulness forgetfulness. You know? How do I say this? What do I mean by forgetfulness? Yeah, God did something last year and you just keep on going. Yeah, like nothing happens. Like what? Nothing happens. That is his job anyway. His job is to take care of me. My job is to keep on going. You forgot what he has done for you. Do not forget his cancer. Do not forget all that he has done. But we find ourselves in our life journey, along the line, we forget to thank him because we didn't recognize what he has done for us. May God give us understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. I say may God give us understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. It is characteristic that we get what we want from God in terms of materials, gifts, affluence, jobs, children, houses, uh, then when we get in, we slowly, you know, we slowly backpedal. We say, God, you know, yeah, I thank you the day you did it anyway. Why do I have to do it again? It will be repetitive. I don't want to re repeat. Then they just completely <coughs> brought it out of their mindset. May God bless us in the mighty name of Jesus. When it's fresh, you give him thanks. But after a while... Yes, it's done. We are waiting for another one. I don't want to even be bothered. I don't want to bother God by thanking him. We begin to quantify the thanksgiving. For instance, when we give uh, testimonies, we give testimonies, the first time you say, help me praise the Lord. Everybody say, hallelujah. And I tell you, two minutes. And you say, help, sorry, I want to sing the song. Then you sing the song. The miracle was just last week. I sing this song, yeah, brother, it's two minutes, 15 seconds. Oh, shout hallelujah 21 times. You shout hallelujah 21 times. That's when the miracle was fresh. Two weeks after the fact, two weeks after the fact, three weeks after the fact, you don't even shout one hallelujah anymore. May God have mercy. Because he says, give him thanks always. Let your tank of thanksgiving be always full. When it's full, do it as the first time you experience that miracle. That shows a heart that is thanks, thankful to God. 
That is how it's supposed to be. That you have been taught, looking for this miracle for 20, 25 years and you get it. You'll be so ecstatic. You'll be so happy. And you are jumping for joy. And the way you express your thanks at that moment, that is how you should continually express your thanksgiving unto him for that miracle. I hope I'm telling somebody, I know I'm talking to myself. Because if you don't do in your frequency of giving thanks, then you are forgetting what he has done for you. Or you are making it not important anymore. I get what I want, what else? Yeah, pastor, understand I can just come to church once a month in a Sunday. That I'm going to, pastor is going to show, see me, and I'm going to come, and I'm going to dance. And that's it. The following week, pastor, you can hold it, have an appointment. Coming to church is just even to show his appreciation and what he has done for you. Fellowshipping with the body of Christ is another way of expressing your thanksgiving. You have forgotten that it's the one that is upholding you. You have forgotten it's the one that is making you move from point A to point B. God will open our eyes to start afresh today in Jesus' name. Because if you, if you give thanks, you are doing the will of God. You are doing what? The will of God. And in Isaiah, Isaiah 1, 19 to 20, Isaiah chapter 1, verses 19 to 20. For someone that is willing, if you do the will of God, God will even promote you. He says, if ye be willing and obedient, ye shall do what? Eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. We all want to do the will of God. When we don't do the will of God, when we don't obey him, we better not complain to God that Look at this calamity befalling me. When it comes, do not complain. That will not be our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Briefly, the third one, I'm not going to dwell so much on this one, is pride. Pride or a kind of slash with ignorance. Because some people think they are proud, they have everything, but they are really, there is nothing upstairs. They are completely ignorant. Because someone that is called a fool, he has said in his heart that what? There is no God. That is an ignorant. But he's showing pride. He gives you so many reasons why there is no God. That's a fool because he has already said in his heart that there is no God. That's pride. He's not even ready to give thanks at all. I know you and I are not in that category. If you know somebody in that category, you can reach onto that person. I'm talking about even people that are out there, they rationalize the existence. They are maybe scientists, physicists. Now we know about this guy, Steve Hawkins. He's a great uh, physicist. He just died recently. Uh, he's done a lot of things for the physics scientific community. But there was some questions they posed to him because they revered him to be a very great guy. One of the questions was, is there a God? He went about the bush answering the question. But it, he now said he is his own faith, his Methodist. But he don't believe in his faith that will save you. But say, oh, by what I see, by what I know, there is nothing holy being there. And some people will take that as a Bible and walk around because of the enigma 
and the ability of Steve Hawkins. May God help us. So we need to study our Bible very well. That's part of being proud and ignorant. Because the fool have already said in his heart that there is no God. The mouth just speaking forth. And that's already what is in his heart. He's a fool. May God help us in Jesus' name. The other one, the last one, because of our time, is intellectual fallacy. Or I call it deceit of the Satan. Deceit of what? Deceit of the devil. You know, that's one of the reasons why people don't give thanks as they should. That's why some people don't do the will of God, which is give thanks always. The seat of the Satan says, I am smart. What I got, I got it by my hand and my intellect. I went to private school. I did everything. That is why I was made to excel. I was made to succeed. He didn't remember who made him. It's the school that he went to. It's the education that he got. It's the family lineage that he came for. It's the royal family that he found himself. Is everything according to what he said is, it is me. It is me. That's a deceit of the devil. And he believed it. Once he believed it, you see them behaving it. You see them walking around. Then they're going to encompass everything that I've said. Pride, ignorance, forgetfulness, and everything. This is dangerous. Even in the Christendom, we have examples of people, men of God, or people that are called God. In our Sunday school, was it two Sundays ago, we talked about the call or the calling that we said in the Sunday school, people are not being called, but they are the ones that do what? That call God. I want to be in ministry. They didn't even wait to hear God call them, but they call God and tell God, this is how I want to do it. And they are out there deceiving people. Those are the dangerous ones that we need to be aware of. Those are the deceit of the Satan. May God take care of us in the mighty name of Jesus. So they call themselves prophets. Deacon. I attended Bible college. In the Bible college, I was A in my class. I was on top of the class. I was this, I was that. Everything is by the book. So they have reasons to cajole people that are listening to them. They have so many things because they know people want to hear stuff like that. Because that's how they base success as well. Let me see your certificate. When I first came to uh, this part of the world, uh, New York City, uh, we were going to go to a church. Somebody wants to invite me to a church, and I was going to a specific church. Myself and my friends, we carried the drums in the snows and stuff. And somebody said, let's go to the church down the street. And I said, no, I'm not going. And he came and told me, did you know what that pastor says? I said, what did he say? He said, you need to bring your pay stub. <laughs> Every member must submit their pay stub. So that is how he will calculate what? Their tithe. I am not telling story, I am telling you what I did not where I did not go. So then he left the church and came and joined us. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts you that makes you to pay your tithes anyway. It will calculate. 
And before you know it, brethren, before you know it, the church buys some lands and they're big and they're big and big, big on a busy street. And his certificate is plastered all over everywhere. And when they mention his name, they mention everything that he has had. That's a super deceit of Satan. People that cannot study their own scriptures, they are the one that will be a victim of people like that. Why, why do you need my pastor? And he calculated on the cross, not on the net. There are a bunch of people that doesn't have regular job. They do taxi. You know, I was driving taxi then. They say, okay, I estimate your income because you carry your work 12 hours a, a day. I estimate your income to be this. This is how much you are going to pay. That's the seat of the devil. How can someone like that give thanks for the booming of the ministry? That is an example of someone that called God and tell God, this is how I want to do it. And he's doing it. When you look at it, he's successful by the face. By the way you look at it. If you rationalize by, okay, success is material. He is successful. May God help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So some of people like that, they started well. But the cares of this world take them away. Took them away from the way, the truth, and the life. They think they know how God thinks. And once they tell them, people suck it up and abide with it once they are in and they can't get out. Just like when we have today during our open heavens. They have snares already set up for them. Once the snare current, once this trap is in them, they can't escape. May God have mercy in Jesus' name. They think they know how God operates and nobody else. You better listen to me. Nobody else knows because I'm the one that knows how God operates. But he later he forgot to remember it in Isaiah 55. In Isaiah 55, verses 8 to 9. For my thoughts, I know your thoughts. If someone out of those membership read the scripture, study his scriptures, and read this passage, he will not be just taking what that person is saying. Say, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways are my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Are my thoughts than your thoughts. If we study our Bible, God will spare us from being a victim of those that call God. They are being deceived by Satan. Those people... They have no reason to do what? To give thanks at all. The thanks has to be given to them. The box stops right at their doorstep. The children or the followers don't even have a rationale to give thanks to God. Everything is, hail pastor, hail pastor. Bring your paycheck. Bring your, if you get a salary increase, it takes the first one. At least, in interpreted Bible, your first fruit when you have an increase. This is how this guy operated. There is no way that person can fully give thanks to God. May God have mercy in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So they used their positions and their titles which they self-give to them 
and use it to cajole people and people eventually fall for it. If you yourself go to the, in your own cupboard, in your own closet, in your own bedroom, in your living room, wherever you have, you kneel down and say, this scripture, I want to know it. I need to know it. God is a merciful God. He will get up and fill you with his spirit. If you are not deceptive, if you are not the one that is thinking in your heart, there is no God. If you believe that there is Jesus and there is God, then whatever you lay your hands upon shall be a success. Hallelujah. Amen. I say, whatever you lay your hands upon shall be successful in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Because those people that deceive individuals in this day and age, there are lots of them. If I, sometimes I just delete some things on my uh, WhatsApp, some pastor from somewhere, this is my number, call me now. Why will I call you when I know the number to heaven? I don't even know you. I don't even know you. How can I call you? This is my private number. Call me now. If you want the problem in your life to subside. People go out there to deceive people. How can they give thanks? May God have mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. So brethren, we have mentioned some areas why people are not giving thanks enough or always or gratefulness forgetfulness pride and uh, intelligent people that are you know so smart intellectual deceived by the devil there are lots of them brethren but you just need to watch out the end is telling us the end is at hand and jesus said i come quickly with my rewards what have you done how well have you given thanks unto him are you complaining it's too small are you comparing yourself with the same person in the same office? That okay? Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's a, yeah, he's a nurse too. Why is he making more money than I am? So because of that envy, you're not gonna give thanks. Come on, accept God. Accept where you are. We have already said wherever I am, you are the Lord of the mountain. Even when I'm in the valley, you still remain my God. Don't be envious. Just thank Him for the little. That thanksgiving that comes from the bottom of your heart, God sees it, he will have mercy, and will lift you up. But the problem you and I have is we give God a timetable, a timeline. And when we don't see it, yeah, we, we get it to, we're ready to give up. And when we give up, what do we do? We look for an alternative. We look for an alternative. Alternative, my brethren, is not the best. Alternative is like a snare. It's a trap. Once one is in, there is no way out. It's a one-way lock. It's only the mercy of God. And that person say, Father, I made a mistake. Just forgive me. I didn't know. Even I know, but I made a big mistake. Just this time, have mercy. Are we going to say God is wicked by destroying Sodom and Gomorrah? Are we going to say God is wicked by taking the king to, to go and eat grass for seven years? God is not wicked. You remember the case of Sodom and Gomorrah? He said, I'm looking for righteous. And they are both talking, Lord, as you, if, you, if you have 10, if you have 50, 50 to 40, 40 to 30. The Lord says, not even 10. Not even 10 righteous. May God have mercy in Jesus' name. So God is not 
a bad God. It's not a ter it's terrible, but it does not behold iniquity. It does not like sense. So, brethren, let us remember that from this moment henceforth, let our thanksgiving be always full. Like I said, your thank of thanksgiving must always be full to the prayer. May God help us. Shall we pray? Look at yourself. Pastor is not going to look at you. He may not know 99.9% about you. He only knows your name. The name your father, your parents are giving you. He doesn't know whatever that is going on in your mind. The only thing, the only person that knows is the Spirit of the Lord knows what's going on in your mind. And yourself. You can now search yourself and just let us just tell him, Father, forgive me. There is no way I've been up to date in giving you thanks. So many areas of my life have trivialized thanksgiving. So many areas of my life I've forgot what you have done for me. I have taken it to be so small. I looked at it and said, man, I am better than this. That is a mistake. That's a deceit of the devil. Let's ask God to forgive us. Why we think like that, let's ask him to forgive us. Father, forgive each and every one of us. Every area we have come short of your glory by not giving enough thanks unto you, by being ungrateful, by being proud, by boxing you to a corner, by telling you you have not done enough. Father, forgive us, O Lord. King of glory, forgive us, O Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. We are going to tell you from this moment, I need your grace to be able to be full of thanks. I need your grace. I need your grace. Give me that grace to continually be thankful unto you. To continually be thankful unto you. I need the grace to continually be thankful unto you, Father. You are the only one that can help me. You are the only one that can provide for all my needs. Because you told me, you can give me everything according to your riches in glory. Father, thank you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. We are going to pray again and say, Father, don't let me go backwards. Since I've made up my mind to be full of thanks to you always, I don't want to go backward where I'm coming from. Father, help me, Lord. Let us pray. Let us pray. 